this guy that's speaking, I hear he's really, really funny. So you guys want to get over here and check this out. Plus, they got a whole bunch of free stuff they want to give you. So you get over here and get a seat real quick. This one's the best show. The best seminar at the show. You want to be a part of this one. This guy is super funny. I heard him talk yesterday and it was hilarious. Grab a seat. Don't be scared. It's going to be okay. We got a lot of free stuff to give away. But you're going to need to get in here and sit down for a minute. And we'll get going in just a couple more minutes here, gang. We're just waiting for a few more people to get in here. There, you know what the problem is this year? Is normally I speak up there on that main stage. And uh, this year they, got, they put me all the way back here to the very farthest corner of the show. So I don't know if it's on... I don't know what it's really... I think it's good because I got my own stage, no babysitter. But I don't know. Maybe if they're trying to tell me something. Maybe next year we'll be out there. I don't know. All right, gang, my name's Dave Hansen. I'm your saltwater guide. If you've never, ever, ever, ever been on social media, then you've probably never seen me. But if you are on social media, you probably see me at least three times or four times a day, every single day, right? I'm your saltwater guide. Is anybody here a member of my website? All right, perfect. And the rest of you are booger eaters. That's okay. There, we need you people. Listen, on your phone... There's an app store or a Play Store or something like that. Download my app right now. And Kelly Girl and I, after this is over, when you walk through those doors, we're going to give you a bunch of free stuff. Download the app. It's free. Nothing's going to happen. I won't. It's not going to give me access into your bank account or anything cool like that. You're going to help me for all the cool videos I give you every single day. By downloading the app, it shoots that algorithm up. I'm the only guy that has an app for fishing in Southern California. A real live app that you have live at your hands all the time. No one's ever done that. It's a giant financial commitment. If you don't believe me, go try to build an app. I'm just a dumb old fisherman. Think about that. What's your app? My app? It's, it's this Your Saltwater Guide. Your Saltwater Guide. All right, gang, so check that out. Just download that. Kelly Girl's got a ton of free stuff right between those doors when we're done. We'll walk into our booth and we'll give you guys free stuff by showing Kelly that you downloaded the app. And what did they have to do, Elliot? They downloaded and then what do they do? They give us 100 bucks? Yeah, perfect. And then we'll give you a, a hat for a dollar. That's worth a whole dollar. All right, touch a deal. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the deal Hunter made. He got $3 million and his dad gave him $140 billion. What a deal. I mean, that's a great return on investment, right? I want to get in on that. Also, I really wish I would have invented this brown water they sell for like $12 a cup called Starbucks. I think that is really rad. People always ask me, oh, Dave, do you think it's worth it to sign up for your website for $9 as they're sipping on a $12 cup of brown water? I think that's the... You, really? Or then the guy that says, I heard this the other day, Does the guy goes, I don't know, I'm going to have to ask my wife before I spend $9.99. Like, dude, fishing's not your problem, bro. Fishing's not your problem and it never will be. Your problem may be something other than fishing. But gang, we got to talk about fishing today. That's what they told me that they want me to talk about. If any of you have ever seen me speak anywhere, you know I cannot focus because... Remember the stuff you read people did in the 70s? I did every bit of it. They'll explain to you later what that means. So I need somebody. I'm looking for somebody with really You. You got the clearest eyes. I don't want to talk to the... Every once in a while I'm going to go, Hey, what in the heck was I just talking about? Because I'm not going to remember. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about right now. Kelly girl asked me on the way up here. She, what are you going to talk about? I go, Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. 
Com. I don't even have a clue. I don't know. We're going to do our best, though. But first thing, 30 by 30. This 30 by 30 thing that's coming down the pipe, gang, this is gnarly, gnarly, gnarly. This is going to do it. He's going to get, finally, he's going to get rid of those of us that like to go outside and fish. He, this man that runs the state of California, he signed this into existence with no voting. He weren't allowed to vote on it. It didn't matter. He made an executive order and he signed this 30 by 30, which, what does it mean? Well, it means that on top of the MLPs that we already have, this is important to all of you. I know I'm funny and I'm going to do a lot of funny stuff, but listen, please. They want to end fishing in California, period, end of story. And if you don't know what's about to happen, you need to wake up because listen, Social media got that potato head elected as the president. We can change this, gang. I have a giant following. I get millions of views every two days. If we all unite and we all get together, we can help fight this. This 30 by 30 is going to be devastating, not only for us in the salt water, but they're coming after the fresh water this time on this round. They're coming after the men's lake. They're coming after the bishop. They're coming after you go and have a smile on your face. Once that guy up there in Sacramento just found out that you were smiling, he's like, I'm going to figure out. So he taxed the heck. Then you still smiled. So he raised the gas prices. You still smiled. And he said, oh my God, he fishes. I'm taking away fishing. This ought to do. That is, he's on a mission to get us to quit smiling. He's working so hard on it. He hates me and Kelly because we have suntans. We all go outside and we don't live here. So he hates us a lot. But I'm telling you, this 30 by 30, they already closed down a whole bunch nine years ago, the MLP. The MLP, and they told us that was going to be it. That's going to save the planet Earth if we just close down these little areas. The whole Earth is going to be saved. Now we're nine years later. Now they want more. This time they're coming on top of the MLPs. They want 14 more percent because the MLPs were 16 percent. So they want 16, 14. Thank you. I'm not a math major. Remember, 70s, really gnarly. What was I just talking about? Oh, I got it. I got it. It's right here in my hand. Kelly said, if you get lost, just read it. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, but this 30 by 30 gang, if you don't know what it is, we got the paperwork right here. I'm not a very good reader. I'm a good talker, but I can't read because I forgot to go to school. I did. I just, all of a sudden I was 18 and I was like, where were all, where were all of you guys the whole time? They're like, we were in this thing called school. I'm like, wow, that must, I was just fishing and killing stuff. So those pieces of paper gang, we're going to hand those out. Are you, you can, here, we'll just go like this. You all need to be involved. On here, it's going to tell you what they got planned. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. It just sucks as much as that rockfish closure that we just had put on us that I got in trouble for talking about because I was telling the truth, and they didn't like that. And they told me, you got to quit telling everybody what's really happening out there, Dave. I'm like, really? I, you know who I work for? Me. Call my HR department. I will answer. I won't even let Kelly answer. I always answer those calls. I want to talk to you. I want to get it cleared up. But that's it for the politics. Don't talk about politics anymore, I promise. Okay, we're going to talk about fishing. Anybody that just got here, I have a live app now. It went live yesterday morning. If you load it on your phone right now, if you load it and sign on to the app, Kelly Girl's going to give you free stuff right after this show when you walk in our booth. It's real easy. Pull your phone up, go to the app store, type in your saltwater guide, whammo. I got the only guy, I am the only guy in Southern California that's fished his whole life that built an app for you. And that's my commitment to all of you that are members. I'm never going to charge you anymore. Once you're a member, you're a member until you don't want to be anymore. But that app's going to cover all of you, Okay. On that, we're building the best community ever built for fishing. Right, Dan, Kim? Augie? Right, Mike? It's the best app. You go to the community, gang, and I know, oh, I have to, anybody that heard me say anything bad about any other website yesterday, 
and then called the owners of that website? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I am friends with everybody. I love Jason and Ollie that own Bloody Decks and Fish Dope, and they love me, and they've helped me tremendously, just like I've helped them. Phil Freeman, we're buddies, we're friends, we're tight gang. I know everybody in the industry. So if you think you're going to get me by calling Jason and telling him, you're out of your ever-loving mind. So I don't know what's wrong with people today. Bunch of snitches. I'm not from here. I live in Mexico. We don't do that. You do that in Mexico, El Chapo kills you. It's real simple. There is no crime in Mexico. Turn the TV off. There is no crime. There is none. Zero, zip, nada. That beautiful little blonde wife of mine drives around Cabo all day, every day by herself. Nobody's grabbing her. There's nothing going on down there. This is where it's really bad, but they don't want to tell you about it, bang. So relax. It's okay. We live in Mexico. We're going to be all right. We had to come up here and just see how happy you all are. It seems like everybody up here right now is pissed. What are you guys so pissed about? You voted for this. Oh, I thought I wasn't going to talk about politics. Oh, my goodness. I told you I'm going to do the very best. Hey, do you want free stuff? Come here. All right. Is that cool? Do you like to fish? Let me tell you something. It is okay to kill fish. It's you're not a criminal no matter what your teacher told you. I know way more than they do. It's okay to kill fish, take them home and eat them. Or if you don't like to eat them, I heard the sea lions are starving to death, so it's good to feed them cuz they're I feel really bad for them. Okay? All right? So make sure you kill as many as you possibly can. That's why I built my website. That's why I give you everything. On my website, I give you every spot that I stole from Frank Lepresti and from my father and from all the other captains that I worked for all my life. I give you everything. I give you everything you need to be successful. And then if you still suck, you can call me, right, Dan? You call me all the time. I wonder why. Is that because you suck? No. But I answer the phone. Kelly, do I answer the phone? All day, all night, because you guys are calling me talking about fishing. I love fishing. But I was taught when I was little that those fish were put out there for me to kill. That's a, this man right here. That's my pops. This whole show is dedicated to him. We just lost him. If you haven't read the article in the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Magazine, check it out. That guy was a legend in the industry. He's the reason why you guys get to fish for bluefin. He fought hard. When he got involved in that bluefin mess back in 2013, the limit in California for bluefin, you know what it was? You don't. It was zero. It was zero, zero, zero. Zero take, zero take, zero take. He fought hard, gave up, but he didn't have to do anything. He already had done everything he needed to do. He built this giant empire down in Dana Point. He didn't have to, but he, would, he wanted to make sure we all got to fish. So he fought those booger-eating morons in Washington, and he fought them hard, and he fought them day in and day out, and he traveled all over the world, and he got us two. And they just happened to be two in November of 2014. And then what happened in 2015? The bluefin invasion out here. Bluefin everywhere. Could you imagine what this industry would be like right now if it was a zero take? If you don't believe me, on Hansen right now and just check it out. You'll just go, oh my gosh, he did. He did help us. He's the reason we get to fish for rockfish. I don't even know why I started talking about. What was I talking about? I saw his picture and it just, he started talking to me. Gang, this app is incredible. The community that I built, we don't share any negativity on the community at all. Not like some of the other websites. Go quick, go call. Go call Jason and tell him I said that. But you all know what happens when you're over there on Bloody Decks and you post anything. You got 50 people telling you what a booger eater you are and another 50 people telling you you're stupid and another people telling you you shouldn't have kept that fish. My community's super safe. We share everything. We share everything, right? We, we do. And if you don't want to tell people where you were fishing or what you were doing, 
then don't go on the website and share. Just come there and just steal all the information I give you and go kill as many fish as you can. That's right. Now I remember what I was talking about. God put us on the planet to kill all the fish. That's why we're here. We're the dominant ones. I'm sorry, you little tree hugger. I talk about killing. Over there on aisle 400, there's a guy selling gaffs. He's not selling gaffs to people throwing fish back. On, on aisle 100, there's a guy selling fillet knives. He's not selling fillet knives to people throwing fish back. There's another guy that's got a bag over there, a white bag with the zipper on it. You put ice in it. What do they call that bag? A kill bag, not a throw them back bag. <laughs> oh, I remember eight or nine years ago, Mike Lum over at the other show came up to me once and he said, Dave, you got to stop t talking about killing all the time. You got to stop. I said, all right, I'll let them do it. What's that white bag with the zipper? See, I didn't say those words. Gang, I built the website so you could all help me. I'm on a mission to kill the last fish out there. I need all of your help because every time Kelly and I come back up here and go out on our boat in Dana Point, there's still fish on those spots. It's pissing me off. I need your help. That's why I gave you every single rock from the Channel Islands to the Mexican border at Catalina, San Clemente Island, up and down the coast. I gave you all the spots. Then I taught you how to fish each spot and I taught you what conditions were and how important current is because just for example of current, so you, and I'm talk, I'm, I am talking about fishing a little bit, right? Watch, I'm going to talk about it right now. This is the kelp bed at San Onofre, okay? That's San Diego down there, that's LA up there, just for fun. I know I got it backwards, but just for fun. Remember the 70s? I just remembered I was doing it backwards. Well, we have to stay with it now, okay? So that's San Diego, and that's LA. Stay with me. All this kelp grows up from the bottom. And all the leaves are pointed to San Diego. You know what that's called? Downhill current. That's downtown, Hash Brown. Now we're going to kill stuff. Because all the stuff that wants to die is up in the feeding mode now. It's all excited. It heard you have that white bag on your boat with the zipper. And, and it's got ice in it. And he said the water was cold. We got to get out of the hot water and into that bag. I'm here to help you to get them in the bag. If you fall. Did I piss you off already? I understand. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Okay, too much information, but thank you. Okay, so the, when, it, the, when the kelp's all laying downhill, when the current's flowing in a downhill direction, that's going from L.A. to San Diego, that's downhill current. This is the kelp bed. We want to park right there where Mike Nars is, right there. We want to park where Mike is. The back of the boat is going to be laying right there where Boodozer, 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 right where he's standing. That's where the back of your boat is. You flick your bait off, and where that guy is with the nice beard right there, that gray one, that's where those fish, all the big fish in the kelp bed are right there, right on the front edge of the kelp waiting for the food to come by because the current is flowing from L.A. to San Diego, and I know that's L.A., I know it, okay? That's downhill current. We're catching fish. Every time we throw our line in the water, we're getting a bass, we're getting a yellowtail, we're getting a sea bass. Bam, bam, bam. And we call our friends and we tell them, oh my gosh, it was the greatest day ever. Ed, Alex, come on, we're going out on the sea horse. We're going to go kill a million tomorrow. Come on, guys. And we did kill a million. We're the reason why there's nothing. There. Those two guys and me, we did it. But just so you know, it was wide open. You called your buddies. You come out the next morning. You come to San Onofre. You get here. All the kelp's just setting. It's not laying any direction. And you go right up there and you park and you drop your anchor where NARS is. And the boat kind of just flops around and it doesn't lay with the back end down because there's no current. Guess what? You're not going to catch anything because there's no current. Has anybody here ever fished a river or a stream? What's the easiest part to fish the river or the stream where the water's not moving, right? You can just throw your bobber there and it'll set there the whole time. But what won't you do? Catch anything there. Why? Because the fish are out there where that current's flowing. They're out there where the river's flowing down and all the white water is and the turbulence. Why? Because they know food's coming. 
They're not going to set over in that stagnant water because there's nothing to eat over there. Same with the current in the kelp bed. As soon as that current starts to flow from, the, from San Diego, oh no, L.A., to San Diego, all the fish in the kelp, the big fish that are hanging out over here, they all swim up there. All the little fish, they know. We got to get out of the way. The big boys. All the little fish come over here. Big fish go to the front of the line because the front of the line is where the food's going to come flowing. Down. And they didn't get big by being dumb. But I'm teaching you how to kill the big ones, right? Because you're going on my website, you're learning all the techniques. But current is probably the most important thing. And I don't care, like Frank was here yesterday, Lepresti watching. And even when they're down on the ridge or wherever they're fishing, they got to have current. Same with here. We got to have current. So when that current's flowing from north to south, we want to be on the very upper part. Now tomorrow you come back here and the current's going from San Diego to L.A. What, what is that current? Uphill current. Thank you, Mike. See, some people watch my videos and actually listen. Okay. Now, where'd all those big fish that were over there, where the guy with the bitchin' hair is? Where are they now? They're right here where you are. They're right here. They all moved from the kelp because they turned on the machine and now the machine's flowing that way. They're all going to come over here because they know the food's going to wash by them. That is super important. How many times have you been on a sport boat and the captain goes, hey, gang, we got to reset the anchor. The current just switched. And here's what I used to hear. I ran sport boats for a very long time. This is what I would hear up in the bridge. Oh, my God, I can't believe he's moving again. All, just want, all I want to do is fish. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Oh, yeah, we do, Dave. That's all we want to do is fish. Baloney, you want to catch because that's why you came with me because you saw the pictures yesterday and you want to catch. We got to reset the anchor so we can be on the fish so we can catch them, gang. I, I, thought, I used to think that was so funny. Back when I ran sport boats because of him, I had really long hair and I wore like, like uh, yarn on my arms and on my legs and I was just, I was like the best. Hey, young lady, young lady, do you want some free stuff? She thought she was getting out of here. You thought you were going to get out of here, huh? Come on. Right here, baby. It's okay. Ready? Okay, here we go. All right. There you go. Enjoy the show. Tell your daddy thank you very, very much for bringing you. You're very welcome. Because if it's not about the children, gang, we're all going to lose. Because the kids are the future. we got to get them involved. They have to be a part of this thing. You're very, very welcome, young lady. You're very, very welcome. What was I talking about? Sea lions. All right, here we go. No, that's Sunday's show. Sunday's show, you may want to be here because we're leaving Monday morning for Cabo. So Sunday, I'm going to say a lot of cool stuff because <laughs> we're leaving. But no, we were talking about that current and how important it is and the uphill current and the downhill current. It all matters, gang. The machine all matters. Every... Like I talk about Tony all the time on my shows and, and I do a lot of shows. I do a lot of shows and I do a lot of speaking stuff. And we talk about how important everything is. Everything matters. When we're talking about this kelp bed, do you drift through it? Only if you don't want to catch anything. Now I know your sister's brother's aunt's cousin caught a fish drifting once. We're not going out there for one, remember? How many are we going out there for? All of them. We're going to take our limit every single time. Why? Because the Fish and Wildlife told us to. And they set that limit. I didn't set the limit. They did. So they told me I could have five calico bass. I'm going to kill five every single time I go. And I'm not coming in until we get that fifth one. I'm sorry, because I come from the world where we used to get 10. And then they told me, here's what they told me one day. Said, who needs to eat 10 calico bass? I was like, me. I have a calico bass for breakfast. I have one for lunch. I have a sensible calico bass snack in the middle of the day. And then I have a calico bass for dinner. 
Don't tell me how hungry I am for God's sake. That's why I moved to Mexico. They don't tell me how hungry I am. They don't tell me how big of a soda I should drink. They don't tell me any of that. That's why I look like this. Or what kind of a straw? We get to use plastic straw. Hey, there's something. This is funny. I'm, I'm sorry. We're just going to. I'm going off. Eddie, I'm going off. What happened to plastic being bad? Did anybody go through this baloney we went through the last couple of years? What was everything covered in? Plastic. All of a sudden, we don't have a plastic problem. Isn't that the weirdest thing? How could that be? How could that be? All of a sudden, everything you touched was covered in plastic because that'll stop that. Or that paper diaper you wore on your face. I'm sorry, I know. I'm, I'm coming back. I'm back. I'm back. Elliot's like, dude, we're going to get cut, taken off the air. Okay. I didn't say the word. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you guys. I'm sorry. It happens. It happens. All right. Did you get your free stuff? You want free stuff? Okay. There you go. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to offend you. Sorry. It happens, though. I do it all the time. Are we off now? Did they take us down off? We're still live? Okay. Because I was borderline right there getting taken down. It's happened before. I know you can't believe that before. But I was in that little place where you're not supposed to be. All right, what were we talking about? Current. No, everything. Everything matters. Everything matters. You got to learn how to drop your anchor, right? You, if you want to catch fish. Well, I never drop my anchor. I never. Well, you suck. Great. I'm glad you let us all know. Oh, I suck. Or I like this one. Dave, why are you so, why do you want me to get such a big bait tank? We always just go to the bait barge to get a half a scoop and we never run out of bait. I can't, you know why? Because you suck. Don't run out of bait with a half a scoop? Are you kidding me? I wouldn't even go out without five scoops, half a scoop. I see those guys pull up to the bait. Oh, give me half a scoop. What do you do? Why are you even going? You already know, you, you've already told yourself you're not going to catch anything. You're like, you pull up to the bait barge and you just throw straight negative out. Well, I'll just take a half a scoop. So you've already admitted that you suck. He even told the bait barge guy, I suck, just give me a half a scoop. I know I'm not going to catch anything today. Darn, darn. Why? Because you're not on my website. Because you chose to suck. And that's not my fault. I make it super easy for you not to suck. But you want to suck and that's okay. What time do we go to the bait barge? Five, at least five o'clock in the morning, if not 4.30. Who goes to the bait barge at 6? Everybody. All the charter boats, all the half-day boats, all the three-quarter-day boats. And then you get there at quarter to 6, and you're like, oh, I can't believe there's a line. We've talked about it a thousand times. I've done like 50 shows about it. I tell you how easy it is. Right now, this world is so easy. It's never been this easy. The young people in the audience, you can be the president of any company you want right now because you know what? Nobody wants to work at all. It is way easy to be at the top now. It is super easy to be at the top. It is because no one wants to work. They even gave my son a job. Unbelievable. <laughs> Zach, I love you and I'll see you in a couple of hours, but I'm so proud that you finally got a job at 31 years of age. Woo! See, that, I know that they're hiring because they gave Zach a job, okay? And in three weeks, he became the boss because the boss never showed up. And so all of a sudden, they're like, you're the boss. He's like, what? Well, you've been here for four days in a row. You're the boss. Woo! I'm like, man, I wish I was growing up nowadays. Plus, you could pick what bathroom you went to. That would be rad back when I was in high school. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't go to school. Who am I kidding? I thought that was funny, though. I saw a comedian do it the other day. All right. We were talking about fish, right? Okay. So everything matters. you got to anchor up on the kelp bed. Why? Because the ocean is like a giant desert. 
with these little tiny oases in it that we call spots. And so you can't just drift around nilly-willy and then every hour or so you catch a fish and you're all, wow, this is a great day. What happens when you anchor on the end of that kelp? Every time you throw your line in the water, you get a bite. That's what this whole fishing thing's about. If you see my interview with Michael Folks and he asked me, what's the most important thing that you can say about fishing, Dave? For me, it's the bite. I just want a bite. I just want the chance to mess it up. But you got to get that first bite. How do you get that first bite? Well, you anchor up on their house when the current's flowing. You anchor up on the outside edge of the kelp or on the outside edge of the rock pile or the outside edge of the rock. Or at, right now, like I'm teaching all my guys how to fish the artificial reefs. Did you know that there is a giant system of artificial reefs out here that were built just for us? They weren't built for anything else. They were built for us in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. The artificial reef system was built for the sport fishermen. They weren't built for the commercial guys. It was our money, and it was the money that some of our friends raised, and Russ Iser had a big thing to do with the Iser's Reef. But those were all built for us. And what most of you don't do is utilize them. They're right every harbor, somewhere around the harbor, there's an artificial reef that is just polluted with fish that are just dying to get in the white bag. But you guys drive right by them. And what do most of us do when we get out there on our private boat? The very first thing we do. Nope, we look for other boats. We look for other boats. We get up on our seat and we stand on the seat and we look around and we go, oh, see, we're just in a micro stand and there's a couple boats over there. We got to go over there. Hey, did you see? There's two boats over there. Should we go over there? No, no, they're stopped. I'm going to go over there. And then we get over there and we get to watch Mike piss. And we're like, he stopped to pee? I thought he was fishing. And then, and that's, believe me, his rod's not that big. No, you're supposed to say, how would you know? That's what Kelly's asking herself right now. But the artificial reef system is such a cool thing because it was built for us and it's teeming with fish, right, Dan? Right, Kim? You guys catch any fish on the artificial reefs? Absolutely. We have a lot of people now that are utilizing the artificial reefs because who wants to catch a giant bluefin? Who has an extra eight or nine grand? Because that's what it's going to take this year. I don't know if you've noticed that it's the winter time in California and the price of fuel is going up. You know what it doesn't do in the summer? Come down. I know. This is a plan. They got you. But you got to learn how to fish for the fish that live here in Southern California. All right? That's what I teach your saltwater guide. Do I know how to catch giant bluefin? Better than almost anybody on the planet. Yes, sir, I do. And we've killed many, many, many of them. Many of them. And I have a whole series on how to do it the proper way. From how to fly the kite, to how to drop the flat fall, to how to troll at 14 knots. Troll at 14 knots, a Mad Max, when fuel's $8 a gallon. What a great concept. That is so cool. I watched Justin post that video of the first one he caught on his boat. I don't know if you guys saw that on my website or on my social media. But I was looking and I was like, wow. So sport boats can't even participate. Because we don't go that. We do nine knots full speed if everybody on the boat is running back and forth from the bow to the stern as fast as they can. We'll get all the way up to nine knots. Trolling at 14 knots is mind-boggling to me. And it's the worst thing you can do on your yacht or on your private boat because that's your worst fuel burn you could possibly have. You're getting like a quarter of a gallon to the mile. But I guess they were in. The gas companies were in with the Mad Mac company or something. I don't know. I can't figure it out. And then the bluefin got in on the deal too. Who would have ever thought you could troll for bluefin tuna at 14 knots and get a bite? That just blows my mind. Because how many years did we chase them day in and day out and never get close enough? And it, who would have thought that you could have just drug right over the top of that foamer when it sunk out and get bit on a Mad Mac at 14 knots? That's un, I couldn't believe it. But that's how fishing changes. And that's why everything matters. 
That's why fishing the artificial reefs, that matters to anchor up on them and start a chum line. And not like they do on Wicked Tuna. Did you guys see my interview with Paul the other day? I talked to him offline. I couldn't even imagine having a deckhand that can't touch the chum and has to use a pitch for a fork and flick it over the side. You do that twice, you don't have a job with me anymore, bro. You're on your own. Bye. You can't touch the bait. I don't need you here. I really don't need you. Just like I look at these sport boat kids that are working on them today. That chum with a cut-in-half Clorox bottle, you've seen this, and they go, and they just throw bait everywhere because no one told them, downhill corner or off the bow, let the bait come behind the boat. That's what we teach at your saltwater guide is another thing that's super important. If you're going to spend all that time and money with that bait, you better know where to throw it. And it matters. If we're on this Rabalo and we're offshore fishing tuna and we're getting bit and the wind's blowing from San Diego to LA, that boat's going to be sliding that way. It's the weirdest, dumbest thing you've ever seen. But every single boat drifts stern first. So you think that it would blow it that way, but it's actually going to blow it that way. Where do we want to chum? Over here? No, because if I threw some bait over here, the boil's going to be over there by that defiance, and we're going to be over here. You want to start to throw that bait on the downside corner as you're drifting. Always on the downhill corner. You know how they tell you on the sport boat, wind in your face, wind in your face? You want to throw the bait behind you, not in front of the, not into the wind. That's ridiculous. Plus your boat's drifting. It's always going to be on the downhill corner and as far as you can throw it, one at a time, and throw it way out there. And that would have worked really good for that Dorado, those stupid Dorado that came up here that made you all look like great fishermen. Because they're just, oh, oh, there's a boat. Let's all die. Come on. Oh, look at me. I caught 14 of them today. I'm the best fisherman in all the world. Oh, yeah. Those Dorado were great, though, for your, for your uh, ego. Because they were dumb. Just wait. If the real fish come this year, the albacore, they're the dumber than dumb. We love albacore because they're super stupid. And they actually get in the white bag while you're sleeping. You just wake up and there's a whole bunch of dead ones in there. You're like, wow, this is cool. I love albacore. Albacore are the dumbest tuna on the planet. That's why they bit so good trolling. Remember? You're dragging jigs behind the boat. You don't even have a piece of electronic device on the boat. And all of a sudden you filled the boat up with albacore. Something about albacore, they just want to die, right, Dan? They just want to die. And boy, do they stink. You have, if you haven't witnessed it yet, you're going to. Hopefully this year, they're the stinkiest of all the tuna. But it's very important to make sure that with that valuable chum that you got, you're throwing it on the right part. If you're anchored up at the kelp, do we throw the chum off the back of the boat? Current's flowing from, San or from L.A. to San Diego. Current's flowing right here. Do we throw the chum off the back of the boat? No, you throw it as far up the side as you can. As far up the side as you can. Watch when the current's flowing and you'll be able to tell which side of the boat you want to throw the chum on. If the current's flowing from L.A. to San Diego and you're anchored up where Justin is, you're going to want to throw that bait up the starboard side as far as you can because it's going to hit the water Swim around a little bit, then drift right underneath your boat. Come out over on this side, and then a fish is going to eat it. <clears throat> Here's the biggest problem I see most of you make. When you're chumming the right, the, the way I tell you, and you're chumming, and all of a sudden the fish start to boil behind your boat, you go, ah, ah, and you throw bait at him. The guy already, you know why he boiled right here? Because you were throwing the bait up there. Now you threw bait at him because you panicked. The only thing you should throw at him is something with a hook in it. Not chum. Oh, there's a boil, and then you throw chum at it. What? You've been waiting all day to see that boil, and it finally happens, and then you feed him some more on the wrong side of the boat. And he goes, wow, that was cool. Let's get out of here. I saw that white bag when I jumped up. They're going to put us in there. Let's go. <laughs> they saw Dave, and they're going to try to put us in the bag. But the chumming is super crucial to this whole thing. And fishing the artificial reefs, this could be the Pendleton Artificial Reef right here where all the chairs are. Same thing, same concept. But now we're going to use a little chum bucket with ground-up sardines or mackerel or anchovies. 
We're going to put it up on the bow of the boat, tie it off where the anchor is so that chum's flowing down behind the boat and you're standing on the back of the boat fishing and you start seeing that chum coming out of the bucket. And it's, by the time you see it, it's already three or four feet under the water. You're fishing an artificial reef that's 35 or 40 feet deep. Dan, how fast can you walk 30 feet? Pretty fast. A fish, one flick of his tail, he went from the bottom to the top. You know the whole fish's whole life depends on getting that piece of food? And you're going to go, wow, there's some fish. I'm going to put a big weight on and drop it right by. And the, the weight goes flying by and they all go, what was that? Well, I don't know. It's not what we're eating. Let's keep eating that chum. And like, dude, take a little tiny weight. If you have to have a weight, put it on, flick it up off the bow. And then by the time you get to the back of the boat with it, it's right there where all the fish are. But what do you... And I saw this so many times running sport boats, it would blow my mind. You come up to the bridge and you go, hey, Skip, you marking anything? And I go, yeah, I'm marking really good under the boat, down 30 feet. What do you do? You go, okay, and you go big, and you cast as far as you can. I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing? You just asked me. I told you to run under the boat. You just want to show me you know how to cast? What did I drop, by the way? Was it anything important? Oh, okay, good. Because I don't have anything valuable, but it may have been something Kelly put in my pocket. Like, so I want to make sure I didn't lose anything. Okay, so back to our movie. Did I tell you I'd make you laugh? I still haven't, though. You haven't even smiled. Oh, there's a smile. There's, I got a little one. You're killing me here. I'm doing my very best. So I'm doing my very, very best. Are you guys having fun back there? Have you ever seen a seminar like this before in your life? No. That's why they put me way back out here in the corner. Because they don't want anybody. And then everybody comes anyways. It's the craziest thing. That's okay, though. Because right now, you're going to be blown away. But Dave Hansen, this guy right here, is getting about 12 to 18 million views a month right now on social media. I know it's kind of... I know, I know, you get way more. Your knife's way sharper. You know how to tie a boat up way better than I do. Oh, yeah. And there was a, I don't know if you noticed on my, on my Facebook or my uh, TikTok or Insta, oh, TikTok, that's cute. My uh, Facebook or YouTube, there's a lot of people out there that want to beat me up. And I don't know if you noticed or not, but I invited them all to come. And I told them they could come up here on this stage and beat me up in front of thousands of people. And I told them I would even give them a free ticket. Where are they? This happens everywhere I speak, and I do about 50 speaking engagements a year, and all these people are going to beat me up, and they never show up. It's weird. And I know it's hard for you to believe, but I've never even been in a fight at 61 years old with this mouth. That's amazing, right? That is amazing. I feel pretty good about that, because... I would always run when they showed up, right, Ed? I'm like, no, take Eddie and, and Alex, and they'll take care of my light work. I'm going to, I got to go pick some guys up. Nice sweatshirt, young man. Do you want free stuff? Come here. See, they hide, and I don't see them, and it's, I feel bad. So, here you go, buddy. All right, thank you. That's a cool sweatshirt. Did you see my wife yet? She's got more cold free stuff. Did she give you some? Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll have this too. All right? Cool. And it's okay to kill fish. I know. It's okay. You're not a criminal no matter what your silly teacher told you. And you're not a girl. Did he really just say that? Yes, I did. Dave Hansen called my HR department. I answer the phone. I always do. And we'll talk about it. All right? Sorry. I can't help myself. Elliot's like, Dave, we're going to get banned. It's still going live. All right. So this whole anchor the boat up thing, it's important because that's the fish's house. And we're investing all this time into chumming and everything. And on these artificial reefs, they've got calico bass, sand bass, halibut, white sea bass, a plethora of different types of rockfish, sculpin, sargo. So much stuff that you, you're not even tapping into because the number one thing most people do wrong 
is they fish way too heavy. They fish way too big of a hook, they fish way too big of a weight, and way too heavy a line. This is what I teach all my guys. Number six hook, or number four maybe, not a ought, six or four. Small sliding sinker or a small split shot. Chum bucket up on the bow. Flick your bait up towards the bow, it sinks back down. You're, I don't know if you ever, have, have you ever even seen a fish? But most fish's mouths aren't real big. And the first thing most of you do is you put on a big, giant chunk of squid. Like a huge square, I call it a square meal. You put on, you're like, I watched him, he just got a bite on a strip of squid. I'm a, I am I want a big fish, I'm gonna put on a big piece. Remember, if you don't remember a dang thing I said all day, remember this, elephants eat peanuts, okay? I've seen so many giant white sea bass caught on a strip of squid. I've seen so many giant halibut caught on a strip of squid on a rent rod just because they weren't spazzing out and they actually left their bait down there long enough for the fish to eat it. A big giant globular chunk is going to allow you to not get the boat dirty because you're not going to catch anything. Okay, those big chunks, they're not going to work. You want to cut them in thin strips like a piece of spaghetti so that the fish can actually eat it. Right, Kim? Does that work? It works flawless, right? They go out all the time. They post on our website all the time. Dan and Kim, I keep going to them. Tony, he posts. Mike, a lot of people post on my website all the time, right? You get a lot of really bitching information because of the community that I built and it shows you exactly what they're doing to catch their fish. Are you done with me? I'm sorry. It was great, brother. I'm sorry. I apologize. I did make you laugh, though, and I promised you that, so I did fulfill my <laughs> duty. All right, we got a couple open seats here. Come on, I dare you. All right. So all these different things matter, and that's when we're talking about everything matters. You're going to go out bluefin fishing. Let's just say you're going to get on the Independence, or you're going to get on the Royal, or whatever boat. Your tackle, everything you go through because you spend so much money, you actually go through it all and you make sure your line's perfect and you make sure your hooks aren't rusty and you make sure that your drags are perfect. Thanks, guys. Was that okay? I know. Go get. Those are the guys right there. Woo! Thank you for joining us. War Heroes right there, guys. That's them. They're, they fish with me on the War Heroes on Water all the time. Those are my guys right there. That's Mike Nars and Justin. Those guys are hot. Go to their booth. Check them out. Okay, what was I talking about? Dude, you have no idea my... Remember remember that commercial? Remember that commercial? This is, this is, they crack that egg and they say this is your brain. Mine is mashed potatoes, man. It's not even an egg. <coughs> All right, I'm sorry. Uh-oh, we just lost those guys. Hey, I'm sorry, man. I saw you at that meeting. I wouldn't, I wasn't supposed to talk about All right. What am I doing here? What? The little strips of squid. They change everything. They make it so the fish can actually eat your bait. It's a great, it's a great concept when you go. You actually want to get what? A bite. Remember we talked about this like 45? They're, they're, they were there with me in the 70s, obviously, because they don't remember anything I talked about. All right. We got 10 minutes. I know that there's somebody here that has to have a question. I, I usually just talk right through it, but go, Tony. I used to think that when I hit the spot, I put the big weight on and get straight down to them. But now, obviously, I'm going lighter weight on the front and have to jump down. Perfect. That's... I used to want to get right down to them right away, so I put a good-sized weight on them. And go flying right by all the fish. Right, and get right down to the bottom, and then you usually you'll catch a bat ray or a shovel-nosed shark, or a leopard shark. Have you guys ever caught those? Bat you know why? Because you left your bait laying on the bottom. If you've ever seen a fish, they, they, sometimes when I do that, they have pictures of them. Oh, there's one. So see how, see how his mouth is out in the front? It's not on the bottom. It's not like a plunger. So when you lay your bait on the bottom... You're going to catch three different types of fish. You're going to catch a bat ray, shovel-nosed shark, or a leopard shark. Why? Because their mouths are on the bottom. So they're scooting around in the mud or the sand, and then they eat your bait. 
white sea bass, calico bass, the stuff you want to catch, their mouth's out in front. So when you drop your bait down, Tony, you want it to have time in the water column as it gets to the bottom, especially if you're sea bass fishing. You cast, hey Benny, you throw your bait out, it sinks down the water column. When it hits the bottom, you know how to know when it hits the bottom? The line stops going out. So when it hits the bottom, and there's nothing underneath the bottom. So once you hit the bottom, you're out of the zone. Now you got to wind in your line again, throw it back out there, let it drift down into the water column. All those fish that you're trying to catch will eat it on the sink. They'll eat it when it's sinking. So you want to stay in contact with your bait as it's sinking in the water column. You do not want to have a bunch of slack in your line. Does anybody here fish on a sport boat? From right now forward, I want you to remember, we own nine of them. I have a half a clue what I'm talking about, okay? You should never, ever, 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 ever be in a tangle now from the, ever. It, it's not the tourist's fault. It's not the guy with the rent rod's fault. If you are in a tangle on a sport boat, it is your fault. Because I saw you walk in here and you have two feet and you can move. And when your line starts to go down the rail, you can follow it. I used to love listening to my regulars go, like, go, oh my gosh, these rent rods have been in the way all day. That is impossible. They cannot be in your way. If you know how to fish, you knew to follow your line and keep it in front of you at all times. So don't, if you're in a tangle from today forward, it's your fault because first, you have no contact with your bait. You always want to have contact with your bait or whatever you're using for weight. If you don't feel it when the bait is sinking, you're not fishing, you're wishing. You got to have contact with your bait all the time when it's sinking through the water column. It's super important. And you can't be in a tangle if you have contact because you can see where your line is. It's when you have a bunch of slack out you, you're not fishing anyway, because a fish could have ate your bait, but you have so much slack, you didn't even know you got a bite. You constantly have to be in contact with your bait. Fishing is fun, but it ain't easy if you want to be successful. Now, if you just want to go out and drink beer and pick boogers and eat them, then do that. But don't tell me, oh, fishing sucked today. No, you did. You chose to suck. That was your right. You can suck. It's okay. When I go fishing, the only thing I'm concentrated on is killing as many fish as I possibly can. And that's why I built the website. And that's why I give you everything you need to be, re to be successful, okay? But here's the deal. They got some more people coming up here on the stage. You know me. I could talk till forever and never run out of stuff to say. We're going to take this show right on the other side of this wall. Anybody that downloaded my app, your saltwater guide, you get free stuff. Anybody that didn't, enjoy your boogers. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Was that all right? Was that okay? Did you like that? Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.